Welcome, movie lovers everywhere. I am your host, Evan Heck, and this is Evan and Dylan Go to the Movies. I am joined now and always by my co-host, Dylan Tidwell, and this is a podcast where we are going to be doing reviews, good and bad, of movies and TV shows. And with that, Dylan, why don't you uh, let them know what we're going to be doing this episode. So for the very first episode, we decided to go with a classic, uh, The Shawshank Redemption, starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. In The Shawshank Redemption, uh, it's a story of Andy Dufresne, uh, played by Tim Robbins, and it's a man who was wrongfully accused for the murder of his unfaithful wife and her lover. Uh, Andy is sentenced to two life sentences in Shawshank Prison, where he meets Red, played by Morgan Freeman. Uh, Throughout his 19 years in Shawshank, Andy befriends Red and other inmates while also gaining favor with uh, the warden, Samuel Norton. Now let's go to the movies. scene in Shawshank takes place 1947 and in the first scene we see Andy drunk in his car because he just found his wife is going to be cheating on him and um, it really does look like he was going to commit these murders but one point I just got to make is like fuck the US justice system man (laughs) there was literally no concrete evidence against him really all they had was um, circumstantial stuff and like he said he threw his gun in the river and they didn't really search for the gun that hard, I don't think. And I was just like, I just feel like they needed someone to blame. Yeah. And he was just the perfect guy for it. Yeah, they definitely, they kind of fucked him over. Um, and I, I, I like how in the beginning they, they almost make it seem like he did do it. Because he obviously has all, like he's drunk and has the weapon that's loaded and stuff like that. And then it kind of like cuts away you don't really yeah actually know but you're most likely thinking yeah he's innocent yeah and it's kind of hard too because i mean like he says it himself that he was planning on going there but like i mean everything looks bad against him but still i don't think he got his his due justice to be honest yeah and well i guess that's the whole point of the movie but um i guess my biggest point would be the movie did a really good job and fairly representing it because I feel like that's what really happens and it's kind of messed up. Yeah. Like, just thinking about how many people are wrongfully accused all the time. Um, but yeah, and then the next couple scenes that I found were kind of messed up was all them uh, betting on basically who's going to break down and cry first. <laughs> like, yeah. Damn. It was kind of funny, messed. but yeah, it, well, was, it was a little messed up. I don't know. I just feel like if I'm being honest, though, if I was in that situation, I'd probably do the same yeah, damn thing. It would definitely suck. What else are you going to do in prison? Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny, though, how they always, like, have endless supplies of, like, cigarettes and stuff to bet with. Like, it just seems weird that you get all this shit in prison. But... <laughs> yeah, and how you get it. Anyway, before we move on from that, I wanted to, I wanted to point out that the movie does a really good job um, when Andy's in the trial and first going into prison and it does a really good job 
and making you feel like you're in his shoes, kind of like, oh, this this sucks. Like I'm innocent and I'm serving two fucking life sentences now. <laughs> Honestly, like you gotta go to bed knowing that you're dying in prison, pretty much. Yeah, that would that would suck for sure. And then <laughs> once they first got in there, the freaking warden man. Yeah. That guy, he's a character. He sucks for sure. <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> I hate him. And his one rule, his first rule, no blasphemy as they beat the shit out of them yeah. constantly for nothing. It's yeah, like it's, it's pretty dumb. I mean, I don't know, but I'm not religious or anything, but I don't think God would really like people beating the shit out of each other, but yeah. that's just me. He definitely wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I think we can both agree there. Yeah. And then, I don't know, just what really got me was just the feeling of that first night in prison would just be horrible. Well, especially for that one. <laughs> one fat dude. The fat fuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. And like, thinking about it too, it's really bad, but I'd probably end up fucking with the new people as well. Yeah. Kind of like, what was his name? Haywood? I think, I think it was Haywood, yeah. Making the fat guy cry. Yeah. Like, I'd probably do that. It's really <laughs> he wanted, bad. He but... wanted the cigarettes, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had to get him. Yes, and then, like we said previously, like, I get it, it's 1947, but, like, beating the shit out of someone just for, like, crying their first night in prison (laughs) is just (laughs) messed up. It is. And and then not having a doctor there, so then he just fucking, like, lays there and dies by the morning. I don't know. It's messed up. Especially now, looking back at it, like, in 2021, guards basically can't touch you. Like, yeah. It's just a crazy shift. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's rough. And I and I do want to point out uh, one moment that I, that I just thought of. It was nice. Well, I guess not nice, but you really start to see Andy's character, kind of, because he asked what his name was. And I think maybe he just cares. It seems like he's a, a genuine person. Yeah. So I like that. I guess that's probably, like, the first time that you, like really start to feel that he's truly innocent and like he's a good character after all yeah for sure um i guess the next big thing that came up for me was uh, the introduction of the sisters and Boggs specifically (laughs) and i don't know man like those guys freak me out, but if I was in that situation getting the shit beat out of me all the time, like, I don't know, I think I might end up just taking it, you know? Man, you just, just gotta drop the soap, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would beat getting the snot beat out of every other day and, like, having to watch your back all the time. But, uh, prison life. It would suck. Hard time. Yep. I guess uh, one thing, though, that Andy did that really uh, eased his time in prison was by gaining some of the guards' favor. Because um, when him and Red and a bunch of the dudes had tar detail on the roof, he overheard, uh, what's his name, Hadley? Hadley, correct? Yeah. Yes, the like the head police officer at the prison, um, talking about $35,000, and Andy, being a banker, knew how he could keep the entire 35000 without paying any tax on it. Mm-hmm. And basically, this, like, kind of spurred a little, I don't know if trust is the word, but, like, the guard kind of helped him a little bit after that, like, yeah, watched he, him, watched over him a little bit. He was in his favor, for sure. 
and didn't get beat as much. Yeah, and it really helped him out too, because one of the times after Boggs beat the crap out of him, um, Hadley actually ended up beating the shit out of Boggs in his cell, which was some good karma there <laughs> in my books. Yeah, and then he he was out of there after that. Yeah, he never walked again. And <laughs> said it e- eating through a straw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess that's what you get, though, when you're that type of person. Yeah, taking advantage of people. Alright, next in the movie was one of the more uh, sad parts, actually. Because um, now we're, we're going to be talking about an inmate named Brooks. Brooks! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he had actually been in Shawshank for 50 years. And was eventually paroled and so he had to go back out into the world and when he did that i mean after 50 years it i think one of his lines was he saw an automobile once when he was a kid and mm-hmm. like now now that he's out like everyone's driving him and i don't know i just can't imagine like what that kind of freaking culture shock would do to you yeah that would be weird i mean and he almost got hit by a car too <laughs> like when he was crossing the street because he just yeah. wasn't expecting there to be so many. I know, and then what did the guy say who was driving the car? Like, watch out, old timer, you trying to get killed or probably, something? Probably like, something like that. Not even realizing that this man had never really seen cars on the road yeah, before. He has no idea. But it's crazy. I guess that just goes to show, though, like how much we don't really pay attention or think about yeah. what other people are going through. On how long people are in prison and like sometimes their whole life. Yeah, it's pretty like, much. Oh. I know, especially for him. I mean, I don't think they said how old he was, but he had to have gone in when he was, like, 20, probably. Yeah, like, he was pretty old when he came out. Yeah, but then, I don't know. The sad part is, is, like, spoilers, obviously. Um, Brooks eventually does kill himself because, I guess, just the shock of the outside world was too much. Yeah, he doesn't know how to adapt to what the world is now. and he just Too old, I guess, and just too much... Probably for his old heart to take, honestly. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, I liked when he had the line or whatever. Maybe it was uh, read narrating, but I like when he said something about his his bird that he was taking care of in the prison. How he wished that his bird would come to him so he could see it, but probably not. I thought that was a a good line for showing what his character was. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. He took care of that little bird since he was a little injured. And grew him up, let him go, but I guess that's what happens. Yeah, that was one of the, I feel like one of the really important parts of the movie, um, because it kind of just showed, and the movie's not like necessarily super dark or anything, but it kind of showed like how grim it can be for stuff like that, and maybe like in the older days, like when this took place, how lots of things were different, um, and... Because, I mean, I think people today, when they get out of prison, they still have a hard time. I feel like it's not like it would have used to been like in that situation. Yeah, especially now when you think about it, like prisoners now on good behavior still have like TVs and computers and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't even really seem that that big of a yeah. deal to me. But <laughs> I mean, obviously it would still suck ass, but they've definitely made it a lot nicer for them in there. Yeah, especially with like the... The mean guards and yeah. beat the inmates. I know. Like that. Pretty much, I think all they can do now is verbally assault you. Yeah. But 
They definitely can't beat you with nightsticks like they did to that poor fat ass in this movie. <laughs> so after Brooks, uh, unfortunately, took his own life, um, before he did that, he sent a letter back to the prison, basically explaining what he was going to do. And after that, Andy actually decided that he would build the prison library after Brooks, because Brooks was the librarian while he was in the prison. And so... Um, to do that, he needed funds, and so he started writing a letter to the state congress asking for funding for um, this library, but he was sent a letter a week, and I think they said it took him six years before they finally sent him $200, mm. um, but he didn't give up, and he started sending two letters a week, and eventually they started sending a $500 a year check for this library. And basically, I guess the biggest thing I wanted to take out of this was there's a big lesson there, and that's to persevere and just keep doing what you need to do to get the attention that you need, and eventually things will go your way if you try hard enough, and that's what Andy did, and it worked out for him. So I just think that's a really great lesson that the movie has in there. Uh, anything you have to add about that? Um, yeah, I, I just like the whole the whole fact that he did that um and i think a big part of it was doing it for brooks but i think also it was t to help out the other inmates um and i like how once the library was established he started um teaching the other inmates so they could get their uh, i guess ged um and that would help people do their taxes as well that was i guess pretty cool of him yeah and then another thing like kind of going back to the point we made earlier uh, getting the guards in his favor because I think he ended up doing the entire guard staff's um, tax returns uh, a few years after that so like eventually all the guards were doing their taxes through Andy so I mean he kind of just had like the whole guards like basically in his tent I guess so to speak mm -hmm. um, so that really probably eased his time a little bit there yeah and that the one guard that um, he like trusted him enough that he went and in his words, went to pinch a loaf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And then he, he did, and then Andy ended up uh, locking the door and playing the, the music through the whole prison. That was cool, even though he got the shit back yeah. out of him afterwards and went in the hole. But I know, that's one thing you got to say about Andy through this whole movie is that man has definitely got a pair of nuts on that man. <laughs> he does. He's got a sack of steel <laughs> He for was sure. very brave. And to go along with the sack of steel that Andy had, he also had a really good heart. And um, this was really apparent when a new inmate named Tommy um, showed up to the prison. And Andy kind of took him under his wing because Tommy had a, a new wife and a little baby girl on the outside. So he kind of wanted to get his act together a little bit. And so Andy took time to teach him to learn to read and eventually did the test for the GED which um, Tommy kind of freaked out after he was finished because he didn't think he did anything good yeah but Tommy mailed it or not Tommy Andy mailed it anyway um, and he ended up passing so mm -hmm. just goes to show I guess how much faith Tom or god damn it not Tommy <laughs> Andy has in people um, but yeah it was really cool to see um, Andy take Tommy under his wing like that and kind of help him out while he was in there. Yeah, and it's a 
um, nice transition for um, talking about Tommy and, and the warden a little bit. Um, so at this point, um, with Andy having a library and everything, helping everyone, he has started to help out the warden uh, pretty much launder his money. So he's doing the, the dirty work for the warden. Um, and while, while uh, uh, what's his name? Tommy. Tommy, yeah. While Tommy's there, um, while he's talking to Red, he's he learns why Andy's in prison. Um, and this leads Tommy, he, he recalls back to when he was in prison the time before that, um, when he met a guy named Elmo Blatch. Um, and basically, he tells Red and Andy the story um, how this guy, how this guy killed people, um, and what what Elmo told Tommy was that he basically killed uh, Andy's wife and lover without knowing anything. But now that the story kind of connects here, Andy figures it out. Um, he basically goes to the warden to be like, "Hey, uh, I'm I'm innocent. <laughs> what the Get fuck, the, man? Let's, let's let Tommy uh, testify." Um, and the warden gets mad. Obviously, because he won't have his his guy yeah. to do his dirty work anymore, so he puts Andy in the hole for uh, a month. I think, yeah, for right? a month. Confronts Tommy, um, and when he realizes that Tommy would talk, he has him killed by Hadley. By Hadley, no which other. yeah, I don't know what's up with that guy, but uh, and then he goes to tell Andy about it and gives him another month in the hole but pretty pretty much tells him he's never getting out yeah i think is basically the, the main message of that but yeah basically like you're gonna do whatever the fuck i want or your life is gonna suck and you're gonna be in the hole for the rest of your time but, yeah yeah and it's just fucked for tommy because now he's just trying to do the right thing be a good guy and thought he was doing the right thing by going to the warden and ends up getting himself killed basically which yeah. Now you leave a daughter, a little daughter, fatherless for no reason. And yeah. Real. The worst part, too, was they tried to say that he was escaping, too, to everyone else. So they lied. Yeah, they lied about it and make him seem like the bad guy. And yeah, it is a for sure one of the one of the more sad parts of the movie where you... I mean, he's a young guy. Gets killed and leaves his family behind. Um, which, before I forget, I'd like to go back to another point of uh, Captain Hadley. Which, he's the guy who shot Tommy, which... While I was watching the movie, it just it made me question what the warden has on this guy because he kind of just yeah. does his bidding, and it's like this is obviously not good stuff. So it's like, is he is he blackmailing him? Yeah. What is this kind of thing? I know this many things like because yeah, he absolutely like the warden. I mean, he's forcing Andy to do his money laundering, so like it wouldn't be out of the question i think for him to blackmail the captain as well but i don't know i think it would also be in his character maybe just to be an asshole yeah maybe he's just a, a bad guy because yeah like you throw it back to the beginning when he beat the shit out of that fat fuck for no reason it's like i mean maybe the warden told him to but i mean they didn't show that and i feel like if he had something they probably would have shown that but yeah i mean it's very possible maybe it's something that we're just left to ponder, but... So, finally, Andy gets out of the hole after two long months, and oh. naturally, but... <laughs> that would suck. 
Oh, yeah. It would be horrible. <laughs> Two pods of just sitting in there. In pitch black with nothing to do. Yeah, that'd be the worst. Um, but after he gets out naturally, the first person he goes to talk to is Red. Um, he's become his best friend, which is very clear throughout the movie. Um, and in this scene, it seems to Red that it almost seems like Andy wants to kill himself just by the way he's talking, and this like really starts to worry Red. But Andy does actually tell Red about a secret location, um, and he tells him, like, hey, if you get out, I want you to go find this spot. I left something there for you. Um, like, go find it. It'll give you answers, um, basically. But obviously in that moment, like, if you're thinking, oh, man, this guy's going to kill himself, you're not really thinking too hard about it, I guess. Um, so basically he just spends that whole night worrying about Andy. And, like, if you see it in the movie, he's only, like, seven cells away. Mm -hmm. and yet so far, because he can't possibly check on him or make sure he's okay. So he just spends the entire night sitting up just worrying about his friend. And I don't know. I mean, I guess you've kind of had a little bit of an experience about that yeah. with me. Yeah, I have. Well, and then uh, to go on to that, the next morning um, when they're when they're doing a roll call, when they step out of their cell to make sure they're all there, Andy doesn't come out. Um, so it kind of, I mean, as the, as watching it, you don't really know what's going to happen, so you're kind of freaked out too. And, of course, Red's probably like, oh, my God, did he actually kill himself? <laughs> yeah. And the officer's, like, mad and all that stuff, so he goes to the cell. He sees he's not in there. He's like... Yeah. what the hell like, like <laughs> the way that they do the camera though it, like they just kind of show the officer at the door they don't really mm. show in the cell so you still don't know yeah whether he's dead or what happened <laughs> crazy but um it's just wild because they kind of keep you guessing and then um i think the guard just says like oh my god yeah and then it kind of like changes scenes yeah and then they realize that he's not in there um and they they get the warden in there, they get Captain Hadley in there, and they're all like freaking the fuck out. Especially the warden, I'm sure, because he knows yeah. uh, that he's got dirt on him. He's like, where did this, <laughs> this guy, guy go? Knows he's, everything. He's literally just here last night. Like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> yeah. um, pretty much freaking the fuck out. He uh, he goes over to the the kind of shelf they have and grabs the rocks. Yeah. Um, it's just making a big deal about Andy and stuff. He starts throwing the rocks. At the guard and Captain Hadley, because obviously he's he's just pissed at this out. point. And he and he throws a rock at the the poster, of the chick that Andy had put up on the wall, um, and it goes through the wall. And he's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> so they go over and check the poster and rip it. And there's basically a hole in the wall where you can see that Andy has like over the time of him being in prison has like chiseled it out with his little rock hammer to escape. Um, and then it pretty much goes into his escape, uh, where you see him crawl through the wall, and then he, he climbs down, and there's piping and stuff. You can see his little bag tied to his leg with his, the, the documents he took and his possessions he got while he was there, I guess. But yeah, he, he lands on this pipe, and pretty much he's going to break the pipe and crawl through it. So as he is clever, as you see throughout the movie, he times it with the, the lightning strikes that are happening outside when he hits the pipe so it doesn't make too much noise. Um, and, he, and he breaks the pipe, and of course, 
it's it's a whole bunch of shit coming out. It's like <laughs> a sewer pipe, which is yeah, that's disgusting. But I mean, not as disgusting as the next part when he crawls through it, five hundred yards to Literal get to the end. Shit. Yep, crawling through. But I can just imagine though, like shit. how worth it would be, like to get out. It'd be so awful in the moment, but then like one of the best cinematic scenes after that shows him getting out of this sewer pipe and. I don't know. It's just like you can kind of feel the freedom with him. Like, I don't know. You just go through this whole movie, like two hours of watching him in prison getting beat up and all this terrible stuff he goes through and then finally gets that freedom. It's just like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. You can feel it. And I mean, I like the the shot of it because he, like, he kind of just looks up at the sky with his arms outstretched and it's like raining. Yeah. Um, and it, it's... The thing I really like about the movie as well is how they... It's not, like, overdone. Like, I feel like lots of movies now, when it's something dramatic like that, it'd be, like, really dramatic in the movie, like, overdone. But I feel like this movie does a really good job of, like, yes, this is a great scene, but it doesn't need to be, like, overly hyped to make it great because that's the nature of the movie. Um, yeah. But I I like that part of it. Um, but I guess it it's really good, too, because, like, going off of that, like, the overdramatic of it um but also in this movie it wasn't like over long almost because like if you think about it he's escaping prison like i wouldn't stand there for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. staring up at the sky like i'd be running and getting the fuck (laughs) out of there but (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah you got to have that little moment though like for cinematic effect but Mm -hmm. it was nice it wasn't like too long because i mean He's got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, so he doesn't get caught. <laughs> Stuck back in, loses chance of all those years of work of tunneling out the hole. Um. So yeah, so after he escapes, basically goes into town with uh, all of the evidence against um, Warden Norton. Goes to the banks, starts taking out a bunch of Norton's um, laundered money that he laundered for him. I think they said it was like 375k yeah that's around right. there so he just pretty much gypped the warden out of all his screwed up money and he takes it and he goes down to mexico where he told red he's gonna be and this is the part of the movie where it leads into uh you see the cops speeding towards the prison um, and you, you, I mean, you can kind of have an idea of what you think is going to happen, uh, but basically they, they arrest Captain Hadley, um, and as they're making their way up to get the warden, he's kind of freaking out. He's like, oh, I'm going to go to jail, like all this crap. Um, and you, you see him pull a gun out and he, he actually, I, I noticed this in the part of the movie cause he was loading the gun and he loaded all of them in, uh, like every every bullet in all six yeah and it was like okay what's he gonna do so at, at first it looks like he's gonna like fight him off like he's gonna shoot him then i think he just like realizes what's gonna happen overwhelms him and he just he just shoots himself like <laughs> in the head just under his chin and it's it's kind of brutal but i mean i feel like he had it coming with yeah. all, all the bad shit he did i know the only thing i can say right there is karma's a bitch yeah like <laughs> I don't know. Just trying to like say all these things about how like good 
you are and how you're better than everyone else when really you're just as big of a crook as everyone else and I don't know. It's pretty bad, but I think he got what he deserved, really. Yeah. Well, and it was one of those movies that they did a really good job of making you hate the villain. Because <laughs> yeah. he was like an asshole the whole time. You're like, this guy is, is terrible. So when that happens, you're like, it's it sounds bad, but it's almost like satisfaction. Yeah. Because just what he did the whole time. Yeah. And it was definitely a satisfying end to um, the prison life. Because that kind of was the end of everything that happened at Shawshank but after that they show Red getting paroled he finally gets paroled after 40 years in prison and he actually gets the same uh, room as Brooks and Brooks had actually etched into the wall Brooks was here right where he committed suicide so like Red's kind of freaking out um, he's kind of wanting to go back to prison as well but the only thing that keeps him from stopping is the secret spot Andy told him about. So eventually he does go to this spot, and in it is a letter um, basically explaining that Andy is exactly where he told Red he was going to be, and with a little thing of money in there, and basically just says, like, hey, come down here and find me, and I could use a man like you to help me with my projects. And so that's what Red does. And I don't know. I just think it was like... The perfect ending, kind of. When he meets Andy. Yeah. And you like see Red and Andy together on just like the beach of the Pacific Ocean, which is like what they were talking about mm-hmm. in the whole movie is like their their dream of what they could do, and then it like it's reality. Yeah, and they're and both you, free men. And you see them there together, both free, and it's just like I don't know just seems like a perfect ending to this kind of story to me yeah and i i'd like to point out before when he's when he's in brooks room i like uh red's line uh where he says uh, get busy living or get busy dying i think that's one of the best lines of the movie yep. uh, that's just, goddamn right it just kind of fits um but yeah it was it was for sure a, a really satisfying end to the movie um getting to see both the main characters be free and uh stuff like that yeah overall uh, first episode, Shawshank. I mean, one of the classic films. Um, I think it's a timeless classic. I don't think it'll ever get old, really. Um, I could watch it over and over, and it's still just as great as it was the first time. Um, I guess anything else you want to add before we wrap it up here? Uh, I think we about covered it. All right, so give this movie a solid thumbs up. Yeah. I for sure do. It was great, yeah. All right, guys. Um, thank you all for uh, coming to the movies with us. Be sure to follow our Twitter at to the movies pod, and that two is the number two. Um, and then also on Instagram at to the movies podcast, also the number two. And we'll see you all next week, Monday, for another film. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. <laughs>